0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of Extreme. I'm here, me, Zach. Uh, again, Joey could not be here again today. That guy owes me like at least 10 Tim Donuts because like what the hell is he doing? He needs to come down to Toronto and chill with me a bit more. Okay, enough ranting. Um, today I'm alone again. Well, no, I'm not alone again. I have another good buddy here I'm interviewing with uh mr john silver how are you doing sir i'm doing very well thanks for having me no thank you for coming i really appreciate it um so john is do you want to introduce yourself or i can spit your accolades
1: out for you if you want well i'll just give the kind of brief summary um so i'm an actor uh i work in film tv theater uh and voice work and that voice work includes video games quite often um also mocap for video games. Mm-hmm. So um, I've worked on I think a little bit over a dozen games at this point. Um, wow! And I'm a huge gamer myself, so it's been really a really rewarding. Uh, journey for me.
0: Good man, then you're in good Thanks. company. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, but again, yeah, thank you for coming so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I wanted to just kind of talk a little about yourself and about like what you said with the voice acting and a little bit of your motion capture. Mm-hmm. So I guess you already started off telling us a little bit about yourself. But is there anything else you want to uh, tell us about? You know, so that the listeners have a
1: better idea of who John Silver is. Sure. So. I guess I'm in the world of entertainment best known for uh, a a web series that I worked on called... um, Are we we still talking about acting or just like my life in general?
0: Whatever you want to talk
1: about, man. The floor is yours. Who am I? Okay. You can talk philosophically. I'll start with that. (laughs) Philosophically. Well, I'm a Capricorn. Does that help? That tells you everything you need to... I think we're compatible. I don't know. Is that like... (laughs) What are you? Scorpio? Okay, I'm out of here. (laughs) Uh, um, no, uh, so yeah, so so this show uh, I worked on uh, this web series um, that was on the Geek and Sundry network uh, mm. called LARPs, yes, uh, and it's it's vaguely gaming related in that it is about LARPing.
0: I mean tabletop gaming. It, it kind of has its roots playing.
1: in D D, right? Totally, totally. Uh, so that was uh, a really cool experience. Uh, we have two seasons of that. They're they're both on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it if you're looking for it just by searching LARPs. Um, I play character named arthur and arthur's character in the larp is named noctis and uh it's pretty fun um it was a really rewarding th- experience and that the first season was just pr- produced on a real shoehorn budget just me and a, some some friends and um and felicia day at geek and sundry caught wind of our work and uh, it's all you know we we, we dreamt of working w- with f- with her you know she's mm-hmm. the the Queen of geekdom, I would say, or one of them. I know. I mean, I was talking to you about this before, but yeah. it kind of really reminded me
0: of the Guild when I was Absolutely. watching it. Absolutely, yeah. So of course, to have her blessing is almost like, holy shit, yes. Totally. We're
1: on the right track here. When we were making it, we thought, um, you know, if we could just get retweeted by her, that would be enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course, now we know, knowing a little bit about marketing and about it, probably you know, <laughs> might have helped a little bit, but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made us. Let's say, it would have helped. It would have helped, right. but that, that was our like pie in the sky dream. <laughs> um, so imagine our surprise when we got an email from from her people uh, out of the blue. Wow, we, did, we hadn't contacted them. Uh, saying hi, we've seen your series, and we'd like to produce you on our network alongside Tabletop with Will Wheaton and uh, some other fantastic, actually Canadian work that they were doing, uh, Space Janitors. Huh. Um, that
0: sounds that sounds pretty fun.
1: It's great. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like if they were the. It's the story of basically the janitors on the Death Star <laughs> <laughs> and what their life is like. What's the concept of that. Yeah, it? it's pretty great. So yeah, um, so that was great. And me as a person, I've been. Gaming for more or less as long as I can remember. Um, I uh, it sounds like I have a pretty similar taste in games to the people on this show. Nice, uh, lots of Nintendo stuff. Uh, I'm pretty eclectic, I guess as far as my gaming is concerned. I I, right. I don't make any um, uh, distinctions by platform. Uh, I play I go where the games are. Mm. So uh, so I played most of the great Nintendo stuff that they've released over the past. I mean, since I guess ever, they've only been around for some. Mind you, they've been around for more than a hundred years as a card producing company. That's right. But uh, good man, you know yeah, your stuff. I, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I do know my stuff. Um, and um, and yeah, also PC gaming. I have a PS4, but nice. mainly these days, most of my gaming's on my Switch. Oh, nice. Uh, because of actually because of my work, because of the my travel. Uh, I, a lot of video game voice work is done in Montreal. Mm. And so I, I, uh, I fly back and forth between Toronto and Montreal and I, uh, on those, on those plane rides, I'll tell you, all I'm doing these days is playing Mario Odyssey. Oh, man. So, it's uh, so good, right? It's great. I've already beaten the game. I'm, now I'm just finding all <laughs> the uh, all the moons I've left behind.
0: It's just... Uh, I I actually have one myself. Nice.
1: It is just tons of fun. It, it really is. And
0: especially for your kind of lifestyle, where you are flying all the time. Yeah. It's perfect.
1: Oh, yeah, it, it's, it's a godsend.
0: Seriously. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I'm sure you picked up a few of the other fantastic ones on there, like Breath of the Wild. Oh, or...
1: Of course, Breath of the Wild. Um... Breath of the Wild is the only game I own the actual cartridge for. Everything else I've downloaded. So, Mario, Breath of the Wild, Stardew Valley, which nice. I can't stop playing ever. <laughs> uh, I've already owned I own it on, like, two other platforms. Nice. Um, Sonic Mania. Mm. Um... Oh, snipper clips! Oh yeah, snipper clips. is I love great. Snipperclips. It's fabulous. I
0: actually played that the demo of it when they came to Toronto. Oh and really? Did the uh, they had like a closed door thing, nice. and I got like I don't know how the hell I got invited, <laughs> but I was like, okay, I'm gonna let this fly. Like, that's does awesome. this work? Yeah. And, and then yeah, just waited in the
1: line. First game I played
0: was snipper clips. On actually. the switch, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. But that's a, a really great game.
1: One. Yeah.
0: Wish I could get my wife to play it.
1: <laughs> well it's a great game for um people does she, does, is your wife a gamer or does she play games at all not even, not a, little. even a little well uh, snipper clips is a great would be a great game for that mm-hmm. um, there's uh also Mario Odyssey that the co-op mode is underrated that's true yeah One person plays is Mario and the other plays exactly. Cappy.
0: yeah that's true it's pretty good but but yeah um so like you were saying you move kind of between Toronto and Montreal mm-hmm. so what's that like uh, so you said most of it is mainly in uh, Montreal, a lot of the voice acting that you do? Yeah,
1: Montreal is a great city for particularly video game voice acting in that, um, well, there's a ton of studios there. Mm. Um, the province of Quebec has uh, been subsidizing um, the, the construction of these and ongoing operation of, of major video game studios in that province for uh, the past Fifteen years or so. Wow! So at this point, you have Ubisoft there, mm. the, their biggest studio, Ubisoft Montreal, where they produce all the all the mainline Assassin's Creed games, mm-hmm. Far Cry, Watch Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you have uh, what else do you have there? You have Square Enix has an office there. Really, I didn't know well, that. Well, it's the previous. It's what used to be Eidos. Oh, okay. So they produced uh, most famously the two Deus Ex games that right. came out recent in recent years. Um, and, and there's a ton of indie studios as well. Mm. And so it's a real hotbed, I have to say. In North America, there's LA, of course. Right. Uh, you know, all, all around California, there's, there's, that's, that's the kind of center <laughs> for video game development. Right. Um, but the other one, a close second, well, a distant second, <laughs> but still pretty darn good, yeah. is Montreal. Oh. Believe it or not. Yeah. Wow. This, was... Yeah. No, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. I mean, Toronto's pretty good too. Um, there's a few studios here as well. Ubisoft has an office in Toronto as well. Okay. But uh, but Montreal's the place to be as far as that's concerned.
0: Is it mainly because Montreal gets more high-profile
1: projects or what do you think? Um, well, it's initially from those those tax credits that these companies got just to open up right. shop there. Um, but, um, but now, yeah, I guess... Uh, the infrastructure is there for it you know there's mm. there's a major uh, there's a couple of major m- motion capture studios there and mm. those things are not easy to build you know it's uh no i'm sure they're incredibly expensive and and very um, very humbling you walk into this massive they call you know the volume you walk into and there's there's about 300 400 of these cameras of these uh, led cameras all <sighs> around you and it's, it's uh, and you're wearing the the ping pong ball suit and you uh <laughs> and you go to town holy that's probably a little intimidating on in your first it, it definitely was yeah it definitely was What well,
0: what was the first uh what was the first game you did mocap for
1: mocap for the first game was um i think it was the uh deus ex mankind not mankind divided human Re- Human. no Man- Re- mankind divided yeah yeah the second one oh, okay Mo- i think Pretty sure the first time i was in a mocap studio was for um um assassin's creed black flag oh nice. and that was um i wasn't doing mocap but it, they, they did these big uh crowd scenes mm-hmm. where it's just um they just got i think a dozen actors into that space and it was just for audio but we were i guess because we were so many people they decided to record it there right. and we were just yelling like pirates for about a, Three hours and it was, it was great. Sounds like a
0: great time. It was really
1: great. It was fantastic. Which I got paid to yell like a
0: pirate. Yeah. <laughs> I yell like a pirate in my job. They're like Zach, you need to go home. Yeah.
1: It's t- it's enough. <laughs> yeah. It's time to go home. Why did you put the hat on? Yeah, exactly. A bit too far. The eye patch is a little much, <laughs> uh, unless it's medically required. Um, but yeah, it, honestly, every time I go into any of those places. Um, Especially Ubisoft, I'd say, just because what the building looks like um, on the inside. Mm. It feels like that scene in um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Really? When they walk into the factory for the first time, and it's just like a world of pure imagination. And, you know, just because this is where the magic happens. You know, this is so much of what I love and, and... i just i'm so attracted to the whole process of, of creating games and all these incredibly creative people all jammed into one place to, to make this thing happen so does does jane wilder come out and start seeing wilder a comes out, about he doesn't capturing game yeah. development he does a flip um <laughs> there are oompa loompas if you do anything wrong they sing a jaunty little song <laughs> and, and then you're escorted you out. <laughs> right out like, uh, sir, you're no longer needed. Here. They literally <laughs> roll you because you've turned into a blueberry. At this oh, point, right, I forgot. And they just roll you out the door.
0: Yeah, I read that in a clause once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's in the fine print.
1: But yeah, I'm sure
0: it's a bit uh, pretty, pretty interesting to now have that kind of background knowledge of game game creation,
1: right? Absolutely, yeah. It's um, what's you know, I, I follow the industry as well. I, I go on the forums and listen to podcasts and things of that nature. Nice. And uh, the video game industry is is very unique in that for some reason more so than film more so than uh, than television it is and you know this incredibly secretive mm-hmm. incredibly yeah. and i still to this day kind of rack my brain about why that is what sets apart gaming you know movies gaming you know actually has made more money in recent years than than cinema yeah which is which is amazing so there's a lot of money involved which i understand mm-hmm. but And, of course, you have, on the cinema side of things, there are some very secretive projects. You know, like the Infinity War trailer just came out today. I didn't even see that. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, Okay, i look at that. And so, of course, you know, that's a very secretive project. They have, you know, tons of of non-disclosure agreements signed, everything. They don't let anyone. But that's just, that's like that particular genre. The Comic book movies are very secretive. But filmmaking as a whole, when a movie gets made, the synopsis comes out like... You know, as soon as it enters production, right. okay, here's who's involved. Here's what it's about. Maybe you don't get the script because that's, you know, that they're, it's not likely to leak, right. but it's just, it's not this huge, massive, like, it's not Fort Knox, you know? <laughs> really? Yeah. But gaming, every single game I work on, the very first thing I have to do is sign an NDA. Wow. Which really? says that I can't talk about the game. Usually, usually it's it's that I can't talk about it until it's announced, which I which makes sense. Right. But sometimes it's like I can't talk about it literally until that game is on is on the shelves. Wow. Um, I worked on Assassin's Creed Origins that just came out. Nice. Um, and up until a few weeks ago, I was not able to tell anyone that. That's crazy. You can't even tell them that you were a part of it. Not at all. Wow. No, no. because you know, and I don't know why. You know, huh. people. I mean, I, I guess. I know, as a fan of games, that I I am hungry for any little tiny morsel of information about games that I love. Oh yeah, of uh, course. Before they're out, so I get that. Mm-hmm. But I just don't understand what sets apart games from movies in that way, because people love movies as well. Right. Anyway, um,
0: I mean, the only thing I can really think of is because they still think hype and mystery behind a game oh, yeah. is really what sells a lot of it. Absolutely. Because the thing is, I think most people kind of sell themselves on a game. Mm. And if the less they know about it, the more they fill in the gaps and say, oh my
1: God, like this game is going to be everything I dreamed about Absolutely. because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And it's all about the big E3 reveal, mm-hmm. right? And with, that's actually, that's that's been a really <laughs> fun thing is is going into to record voice for some of these like trailers that are just for E3. Wow. And, and it's cool actually seeing sometimes uh, like how up to the... Um, that's the word? How um, last minute a lot of these things are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it's like two weeks before e three or a week before e three, and I go in to record voice for something that's a, that's in a in a week or two is going to be on stage in front of thousands of people. Wow! And I'm just like, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> does, uh, does but that, also, yeah. Does that prospect of that make you a little nervous? Or well, no. I mean, I it's anything that that you do in in broadcasting, which I I don't really put video games in the broadcasting room but anything that you do that's recorded or meant for a wider audience yeah that's always a thing you know i get you like okay have like i worked on a on a this is not gaming weight at all but the other day I, i i did uh i worked on a weight watchers commercial for real yeah. And the question everyone asked me when I, or when I've told them that recently is, uh, were you the before or after? <laughs> and it wasn't, wait, sure, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that kind of commercial. Oh, okay. It was just, uh, it was just like, Oh, you, everyone, people are having a party and, um, and all the meals that are, are part of the Weight Watchers menu that they're having. And everyone, actually everyone on, on set was, was relatively fit. So I okay. Okay. just, <laughs> but, uh, but just as an example, uh the com- the company of weight watchers is owned by Oprah Winfrey really and she of course as the ceo the 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 buck stops at her she i'm sure she she looks at least looks at every bit of publicity that that is out there so Makes somewhere sense. in the back of my mind is that like oh this is weird I'm on set doing this weird like thing at this fake party in montreal and uh in a couple of weeks or maybe at the end of today i don't don't know oprah winfrey's gonna look at this and it's like you can't even like it doesn't (laughs) register i don't it doesn't i guess it doesn't affect my work on the day but sometimes it's just cool to think oh yeah and so e3 a lot of the time it's like you know these big these big names go to especially like the big sony and microsoft and nintendo conferences right um you know, like Shigeru Miyamoto. You know, oh, he attends them. Yeah. And so it's like sometimes I'm like, oh wow, I'm in this game, <laughs> and I know that 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 Shigeru Miyamoto is uh is oh, happens. But of course, like that doesn't mean anything. He's watching right. this trailer for for maybe a Ubisoft game or something, and he hears two lines by this character and this thing. And He's not thinking like, who's that actor? <laughs> you know? Wait, stop the reel! Yeah, yeah stop. <laughs> Give me his number. I'll call him up right now. And put him in. listen to this (laughs) exactly the back to the future moment (laughs) Uh, but yeah it's just kind of one of those those fun things that you think of when you're in studio that's crazy
0: yeah i don't know what i would do if i met that man in person to be honest maybe
1: he's listening right now oh my god if maybe he saw me in the ubisoft (laughs) trailer and was like I want to follow this man's career. So.
0: <laughs> this boy's going places. Yeah, totally. I'm gonna to get him as my protege. Yeah, he'll make the
1: new Mario. Oh my god! I mean, you know the thing. I, we joke, but like, mm. so this this well, not that 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 can never happen. <laughs> uh, but uh, but some cl- very close friends of mine have recently done some amazing things, and I'm just gonna name the kind of, name name call no uh, name, drop. name drop. There you go. A friend of mine. uh Named Pat- Patricia Somerset. Okay, and uh, so she's a Montreal actor. I've, I've, you know, I've. She's been over to my house a few times. We've, we've, we've uh, rehearsed things together, and, um, and you know, she works. She works. Sometimes she flies out to L.A. and and does some work there. And recently, around the time the Switch came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she made a post on Facebook saying, hey, so uh, I've been working on this project for a long time now, but I wasn't able to talk about it because of NDAs, but it's coming out like this week, so I can talk about it. Hmm. I am Zelda. What? In Breath of the Wild. <laughs> that's crazy. So she's the voice actor for Princess Zelda in Breath of the Wild. Holy and shit. I, you know, I'd seen her several times over the course of the time she was working on it, but <laughs> she couldn't tell me. Oh, wow. And that's uh, That's nuts. And so at that point, you know, I was like, I had my my Switch and Zelda pre order like in my hand while I was reading this, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> anyway, it was uh, it wow. was pretty great. And that is great insane. Job. Yeah.
0: Like so, for you, um, have you had any kind of like really high profile moments like that? Or no, <laughs> not, not
1: like that. I'll tell you. Um, no, for me, it's uh, it, at at this point. Uh, I mean, I've done, I've done characters. I've done named characters in games. Okay. So, uh, so in Deus Ex, uh, I did, uh, you know, it'd be great if I could actually remember my character's (laughs) name, but in the very first mission, there's a guy that you, um, who's an undercover agent that you are trying to rescue. Okay. Um, and that is me. Nice. Uh, yeah. That's (laughs) good, man. So I did the voice and mocap for that, but... And uh, there's a few other things like that, but the vast majority of what I do at this point is um, is uh, en- ran- is enemy characters. Oh. And so, when you play a game like, um, well, let's say Skyrim, for okay. example, uh, you may notice in a game like Skyrim, and and those, actually Skyrim is a bit of a a bad, a notorious example of this Hmm. is that like some of the voices start to sound familiar between the characters. It's like, Oh yeah, this is the same actor. I can tell who did this other character. (laughs) Um, so, uh,
0: got to cut corners
1: somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Let's say for Assassin's Creed or something like that. There's, um, you know there are many different kind, types of enemy you fight, and for each type of enemy, there's maybe th- uh, three voice actors who supply the voices for for every single enemy of that type that you fight. Okay. And so I've been doing quite a bit of that, right. which is which is not a huge as far as it doesn't help my profile, let's say, as an actor. Okay. But it really it's a it's a it's a good paycheck because <laughs> the 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 kind of open secret about it all is that you actually uh, get a lot more. Time in studio doing those characters, then even sometimes the lead of the game. Really? Yeah, because if you think about it, the lead of the game is often kind of, um, kind of silent mm. for a lot of the game. You know, because you're, no, the, play, you're right. the player character. That's true. So in cutscene, you know, you have a lot of cutscenes, but um, but sometimes I'll open the script for if I'm doing one of these, you know, uh, security officer or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and it's. Sometimes you know, nine hundred lines or something like that that I'm doing Holy over shit. the course, and that's at a minimum. Like seriously, it, it's that's uh, nuts. Yeah, it's uh, and so that'll be. So I've been working on this one particular game that I don't think I can talk about yet, but action adventure game that uh, that yeah, um, for the past year and just every every few weeks I get called in to do some more of that and uh and it's great. That's awesome. It's a lot of
0: fun. Yeah. So you, that's where you're going to work on that tomorrow, I guess.
1: Actually, that's uh, this. I'm not sure what project. To, this is the other fun thing that happens. For some projects, <laughs> you don't even find out what you're doing until you get there. Really? So I got a call today, uh, saying, "Hey, can you come in tomorrow morning at 9:30 a.m. to uh, just for an hour to do something on a game?" That's all I know. And uh, that is
0: the vaguest thing. <laughs> it totally is. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I guess, you know, you just kind of gotta be ready at a moment's notice to jump on a plane. Yep, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, well, so what is the most so you may not have had a leading role, but what's your most memorable moment in doing
1: some kind of VO? Uh I would say working on Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Uh because that was my first um my first experience with what they call barks. 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 What's that? Is uh, that what it sounds like? <laughs> Well, it's pretty much what it sounds like. Yeah. So in games, especially action games or uh, shooting games in particular, or FPSs, is that uh uh there's a lot of yelling. Yeah. A lot, a lot because there's different levels for each line that you do. There has to be there has to be um a version for like if there's not much going on around you at that time hmm. or then if if there's like something happening, there's maybe gunfire, like, off in the distance somewhere. Hmm. And so there's maybe a little more, bit more urgency in your voice. Right. And then there's, I think there's, like, two more levels in between, but the highest level is, like, you are in a gunfight right now, and <laughs> you need to tell. So it's, it, learning how to do that was interesting. Yeah. Um, the director who worked with me on that project, he was he was great. He walked me through he was able to kind of teach me in the moment during the session what that what that entails Hmm. and the thing is there's no way to fake it so you're playing these games like you know if you are yelling over top gunfire or the kind of the the kind of holy grail or of um (laughs) of this kind of work is uh falling off a cliff (laughs) while you're on fire what wait really so many games have that i'm not kidding (laughs) think about how many games you can light someone on fire that's a you know what
0: come to think of it it's it's a lot lot of games there's a fair number yeah
1: uh and then think about how many games well basically every one of those games like there's a possibility that that character that enemy who was on fire will then fall off a cliff (laughs) yeah you know as they do (laughs) as you do (laughs) it's not a good day for that character no really not so just now like as a person how like I'm not gonna ask you to do it, but how do you think that sounds? Oh man, me, I, <laughs>
0: I mean, if I'm on fire and <laughs> falling off a cliff,
1: <laughs> literally, I don't even, I have no idea. I, well, you're, ba- you're 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 just, you're just screaming, just like screaming your head off, in I guess, agony and fear and and because you're falling off a cliff, you're doing it for about ten seconds. Oh my god. That's what you had to do? Yeah. Oh, God. And so, you know what it is, too? It's like you really have to get over any amount of, like, shyness that you have or, like, it's just, uh, like, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to do it right now because no, I literally, I not. will, your neighbors will call the police. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's no, there's no fake way to do it. There's no, um, the, the and the, the kind of negative side of that is that there's no way to. Per, to protect your, your own voice from, from that. You know, it's uh, mm. by the end of a session. They're, they're good. They're very good in their understanding of that. They they have tea and lozenges there to help you out with that. And That's also they, they plan the sessions out in such a way that you're never... They'll usually do stuff like that at the end of the session, and it's usually never more than two hours okay. if, if, if they can help it. Because they know that the work just requires you to shred your voice.
0: Yeah. I mean, I figure
1: having you scream 500 times in a row yeah. is not doing your larynx any favors no but and by the end like yeah by the by the end i, I i'm incredibly raspy almost have no voice oh, but yeah. i still have to keep up the same energy as i did before so it's like it gets to a point where it's it's very tough <laughs> no i'm sure i don't yeah. know how long i could perpetually
0: scream even if no, i was I mean, in danger eventually in i'd fantasy. just be like okay look i can't anymore like yeah. well,
1: i get it i'm scared let's just yeah. move along <laughs> Yeah, I took this uh before I started working regularly. Uh one of the, I knew that I wanted to work in video games and so they uh, this they offered this um there was this workshop that was being taught in Montreal mm. uh for members of the acting union named uh, ACTRA. Nice. And they uh and it was voice for video games. Okay. Um and we did a day on how to do that these kinds of things. <laughs> uh and so they brought in this 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 voice teacher, somebody who specializes in, you know, either like singing or, or voice for theater, how to project properly okay, and still, you know, cause people do, let's say like, like an, uh, on stage and uh, like on Broadway or, or, or it's the Stratford festival, you know, people, they're not really, they're not mic'd a lot of the, ca- a lot of the time. So they know right. people, that's a, a kind of a <clears throat> skill that you can learn is how to project your voice without losing your voice. So this mm. teacher came in and taught us all how to do that. huh, And then, and then she left. And then somebody who actually works in the video game industry as a director and actor who was running the workshop said, okay, yeah, that was all great. You all learned a lot of cool stuff. None of that is going to help you for video games. <laughs> no?
0: No. Oh,
1: wow. No, because what she was teaching is how, is like, it sounds fine on in theater and it's, it, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's how to protect your voice and stuff, but it doesn't sound good for oh. video games. It doesn't sound real. Huh. It sounds, it's it, it's loud. Right. But it's not, you are on fire and falling off a cliff, which is, which in its defense is like, you're not going to be, that's the kind of, that is literally a once in a lifetime experience. Like that is you at your most extreme. You don't care what your voice is going to sound like the next day when Mm -hmm. you're falling off a cliff on fire. Yeah, I know. And so, um... (laughs) And so anyway that's
0: it was uh, But that's crazy man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine myself doing something like that. I have trouble getting through one recording session of this sure. podcast <laughs> with my voice intact. Right. Uh but now I'm actually curious. Um I was following a little bit of the voice acting guilds uh, complaints actually mm-hmm. regarding a lot of the their the non protections really surrounding yeah. Voice actors versus actual actors. Mm-hmm. So, were you following stuff like that? I was.
1: So, you, what you're probably uh, what you were probably reading about was the uh, what's going on in the states right now. Yeah, um, and they have a different uh, situation down there mm. uh, with their union, uh, which is uh, uh, you know they're 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 affiliated or or friendly with the canadian union but they're but they're separate unions right and so we here uh in canada negotiated with video game companies for a particular kind of uh you know we negotiated a a a video game uh voice acting agreement so that most of the reputable studios go through the union in the states most of the stuff is still non-union really yeah Hmm. and so um and even some huge names, to people like uh, Nolan North and right. uh, Troy Baker, I believe. I don't think either of them are unionized or are part of the union, or maybe one is and not the other. But the one who's not is very uh, outspoken against unions, which is fine and well for for huh. for people like like him, hmm. uh, who you know they they both both of them work all the time they on huge projects.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they're both wildly
1: successful. Yeah, of course, and they can they can dictate their own terms right but for someone who's at the stage of the game that i'm at right now and many other people are at right um we don't have that ability if i i can't say to a company that i'm working with well fine if you're not gonna uh if you're gonna schedule these these six hour marathon voice sessions in which i am literally in 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 pain by the end because my 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 throat is on fire right um then I'm gonna leave this project, and they can turn around and say, "Oh well, okay, we'll just hire someone else." Bye. You know, <laughs> you don't have the clout. Yet. Exactly. I get you. But because we work with the union here, or because it's the video game companies work with the union, it's um, I know I'm protected in that way, and that these these all these agreements have been made ahead of time. I don't have to worry about them. That's great. That that hopefully you know that I'm being paid fair wage for the work, and that they at least there's been some thought put into whether or not uh i you know i will have a voice the next day or be be in pain (laughs) (laughs) and i have been in pain even 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 with that work done for me i i have very much like at the end of some of these sessions been like oh god this hurts
0: well have you so i mean you do all the screaming and all that Mm -hmm. have you gotten your equivalent of the wilhelm scream yet
1: Oh, every version of the Wilhelm scream. I don't know if my scream has been used as much time to- as many times as the Wilhelm scream, but but yeah, every for every game, uh, if, if particularly if you're if you're an enemy combatant, let's right. say, uh, yeah, you die in a million different ways. True, and and I mean, falling off a cliff on fire is just one of those. True. So there's being shot in different parts of your body, and mm. that sounds different for each one, uh, or punched in the face versus punched in the stomach. There's um, Choking on poison gas is also surprisingly popular. Huh. How many games is that where it's like, oh, you have this this gas grenade and you can throw it into a crowd of enemies. And, then, yeah. and one of them is just like, do you smell that? And then and another <laughs> one's like, no. And then one starts coughing horribly and then oh, dies. Man. And so sometimes it's like in a single line, it'll be like a like start off like you smell something and then you start coughing and then you start like vomiting and die wow so it'd be like such a stage like, of like development. a miniaturized version and be like <clears throat> and then like coughing 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 and then just like <laughs> full-blown yeah
0: do you actually get so into it sometimes that you actually like move and like
1: oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah sure i mean a lot of these things, especially for the ones where you're being shot in different parts of your body, it just helps to, like, if you're being shot in the shoulder, um, and you won't be able to hear this just listening to it, but just to, like, throw my shoulder back as I'm doing it, be like, you know, right. like, it just, it helps. Kind also. of imagining like, what it feels like. Yeah, or a punch in the stomach. Yeah, it's just imagining it. And that's a real big one because that's just, like... You know, like, <laughs> you know, versus punching the face, which is more of a, you know, like right. It's, it's like so many different things I did not consider that it's you just have some, to, yeah, it's absolutely just, like prepare for. It's just an exercise of the imagination, you know, to imagine what that would feel like and and be like in that moment,
0: and an exercise of stamina of stamina yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah, totally so like kudos
0: on you for doing it (laughs) it's it's fun you make you make a lot of the games that i play a lot more fun sure yeah well i'm glad (laughs) um but i wanted to back up for a quick second Mm -hmm. um i didn't actually ask you how you got into voice acting in the first place um
1: well i've been into acting uh since i was a kid okay um and i went to school for it uh in montreal at concordia university and then i i did a graduate degree in the states um, and voice acting for me was a, um, a, an extension of all of that. Uh, there's a thing, at least in, in, in Canada, at least in Montreal, certainly, because I was working there for a while too, okay. or I was living and working there because I'm still working there, but I don't live there anymore. Right. Um, is that, uh, to make a, a decent living, you have to kind of do everything. Mm. And so I made a conscious, conscientious effort to learn everything or mm. as much as I could about, about all the different avenues um for working as an actor hmm. and voice acting was one of those and it happens to be in 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 montreal in particular a pretty big one there's there's uh, with the video game work of course but mm-hmm. also uh cartoons also um you know radio ads things like that so it you know it helps to be to have that kind of training Right, and I guess since
0: you do a lot of work in Montreal, you're fluent in French enough to do voiceover work.
1: Not quite. Like that? No, I mean, I, I under, I, I understand French, of course, and, and I do speak it, but not, uh, but not without an accent. No, no. So, <laughs> uh, so unless they're casting for a uh, a French speaking, uh, an English speaking person speaking French on that day or in that moment then then no it doesn't really work huh. but uh yeah i've ha- I've worked in french a couple of times but uh not often
0: fair enough i mean i don't think i could even do
1: i lived in montreal myself
0: for about six years yeah and there is no way in hell i could be comfortable enough to conduct anything in french yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that running for mean. prime minister so it's no, no not yet <laughs> no yeah no i can't even <laughs> I don't want that kind of pressure on me where I have to apologize every day for everything. Right. You think Justin Trudeau plays games? Mm, if he did, seems... what kind of game would he play?
1: Um, I feel like he'd be a Nintendo guy. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that.
0: Hmm, now I'm curious. What would Justin Trudeau play? <laughs> you know what, guys? If, well, I want your opinions. What do you think the Prime Minister plays as a video game? If you want, you can email us in itstheextreme at gmail.com mm-hmm. or just post it on Twitter. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Civilization? Ooh, ooh, actually Civ Civ 5 might be a good one, Civ 6. Yeah,
1: I'm going to do it.
0: I I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he goes in there and he's like, all right, they don't think I'm prepared to lead a nation. Here we go. (laughs) I'm going to learn how to do it. It because sticks. the skills
1: transfer right over. That's true. From, from civilization, the video game, to, uh, to being uh, the leader of a country. How do I build the pyramids? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, I need to kill these barbarians to get to, <laughs> anyway. Yeah,
0: the rogue barbarians that roam Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> they're, a, they're a blight. Yeah. That's true, I mean, it's the city that barbarians remember, mm-hmm. yes of <laughs> and, course. and apparently fun for God, never mind, <laughs> <laughs> one man's opinion uh-huh. um, but yeah, um, so you said you do a lot of different kind you do a lot of different kinds of acting, mm-hmm. you voice acting, you do regular acting, you do theater, yeah, like what's the difference between
1: voice acting and your other types of acting uh voice acting, I guess the obvious thing is I don't have to worry about how I look at all um. <laughs> Mind you, I do try to, you know, I'm still working and I'm, it does help to like, you know, I don't want to necessarily show up in sweatpants. If
0: you're fishing for a compliment, you look fine. You <laughs> <know>? <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. Thank you very much. Uh, but um,
1: yeah, to me, I don't know. I, I I think of it really, it kind of feels the same in a lot of ways. It's using my imagination. It's... Uh, it's it, it, it all comes from the same place which mm. is that same thing we all did as kids which is playing make believe right um and and pretending you're someone else so the difference when you're working on camera is that you get to put on fun costumes and play dress up as well as play make believe but right. uh, but really it all come, for me it all comes from the same place it all comes from from that from your imagination and 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 that sense of play mm. that's something i try to take into all the work i have uh is that you know it's like If I'm not having fun doing it, then I'm usually doing something wrong or something's not working because it's like so much, I try to work from a place of joy, you know? That's great. And I try, I I find I do my best work when I, when I'm in that place Mm -hmm. and, um, and you know, they don't, they don't pay us enough to hate what we do, you know, to like, you know what I mean? If I was making (laughs) millions of dollars doing this, then yeah, I, I would, I would tough it up and go in and say, okay. I'll just I'll just do this and get out and hate every second of it. But but you know I, I get paid a decent wage. But right. But I also it also happens I also get to work in video games and I also get to you know it's it's a ton of fun. <laughs>
0: it's amazing, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. And so you said you do a lot of work with. Um. Well, it sounds like you do a lot of work with like Ubisoft. Yeah. Um. What's it like
1: working working at you with the with the team there? They're an incredibly talented uh, group of people. Yeah. And incredibly um, creative. You know, it's interesting having worked a little bit on the inside um, of these companies, and while simultaneously being a fan. And the thing is, is that everyone who works there or works at any video game company is also a fan of video games. They wouldn't be making video games if not. But the right. thing that you discover as soon as you start working in the industry, even in this in this capacity, is that like people are wrong a lot. <laughs> But, really? Yeah, on the outside, about like people's motivations to do things, or you know, like there's this whole thing about you may read on like forums or something about like oh the dev, the developers of this game, they were so lazy, like they didn't, like the lazy devs didn't implement this feature right, or that right. feature, and what you learn like pretty much immediately is that like yes, of course, people make mistakes and people. Not every game turns out perfectly. Yeah, but we're all human. But of course, everyone, most people, go into these games with with the best of intent of intentions, right? And so something like, oh, this feature isn't isn't in the game, and oftentimes it's like either a they really wanted that feature but they couldn't get the money to put it in, right? Or b they they talked about it a lot but there was just um, you know it. They they made a conscientious decision not to. It's never they're lazy. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it's a
0: mixture of kind of like corporate culture. Yeah. And just honestly, yeah, like you said, not having the money to do something like that.
1: Yeah. And so you, sometimes you, you you hear stuff like like the recent happening with uh, EA and um, Battlefront too. I don't know if you've been keeping up with that. I've been hearing about that. Yeah. And. um just to recap it quickly, players are really are upset that uh, that the game relies on uh, on loot boxes for character progression in that game, and oftentimes to unlock characters. Yeah, and it takes a long time. Basically, they they've designed it in such a way to to um, really incentivize players to uh, to purchase with real money the loot boxes.
0: Yeah, I was reading actually. Um, because you don't even, from what I understand, you could try and purchase. You can't even purchase the thing you want. Yeah. You purchase like the chance, a chance, to, ch- get a chance thing you want. to get the thing you want, which is the dumbest thing I've ever
1: heard. Yeah, I, and, and I happen to agree. You know, like I, I think that's that's, it's true. I guess the thing is that that working a little bit on the inside of these companies has taught me is that, um, you know, I guess I. I I give a little bit more benefit of the doubt to... this is a That's a very egregious example, the Battlefront thing. Right. But <clears throat> just as that little bit to say, like, I don't think at least the developers yeah. of this game went into it with anything but good intentions. Mm. I think that somewhere along the way, something clearly went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and contractually, maybe, you know, to work on the Star Wars license probably cost EA a ton of cash oh yeah and they're they they might not have even been able to break even if they had not implemented this system and you know like maybe they should have made a different kind of game then or whatever right but it's just to me i, I what it's done for me is i i try to remember the person and the people behind these games oh yeah and um at the same time i'm not going to go out and spend eighty dollars canadian on that game now no totally but uh you but, know but at least I I don't feel I certainly don't think it's appropriate for anyone to, to threaten the developers of it or anything like that no
0: it's absolutely not appropriate no. I I agree with you 100% like the saddest part about this is there's tons of people who put a lot of time and effort into making yeah. this game and who wanted people to have fun that's right like they're yeah. like I'm so psyched to see like how people react to like jumping on a tauntaun and like driving like and riding like into the fucking battlefield totally like those people are probably like just as devastated as you are that like a board of directors decided oh we gotta break even with this license because we spent a ton of money on it uh what's the best way to do that it seems like loot boxes yeah so they just kind of wrap the good part of the game underneath this barrier of shit yeah my pardon my language no not at all yeah it's fine like all that hard work and good effort that they put in like voice actors like yourself or develop or the game
1: designers. Yeah. They're just kind of like completely overshadowed. Yeah. So then like, I feel bad for those guys. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's people remember the human, I, I forget <clears throat> who said that someone online. It's, says yeah. that. <laughs> it's, it's a smart thing. Remember the human behind, behind every, every internet comment that you make or, you know, like these people read, they they want to know what people think of their games or they go online they read comments and all that and and yes of course like if you have a le- legit critique about a game that you that you that you're playing of course put it out there mm-hmm. but just remember that just remember the human that's yes. the, that's the thing that that a lot of this has taught me
0: no absolutely if, i i 100% agree with you people kind of tend to go overboard mm-hmm. with their love of things on the internet yeah anonymity is both a blessing and a curse absolutely <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you a little bit more. I'm sorry. I'm looking down at my notes. Cause That's I fine. forgot where I left. <laughs> um, how dare you? I'm so sorry. I have another job on the side <laughs> and I don't, I don't have time to memorize all my questions. Um, but you'd mentioned before that you like kind of working on very specific types of games. Like you kind of enjoy a specific genre of games more when you're doing the voice acting, if I remember correctly. Sure. Um, well, if I'm making that up, you can just call bullshit. You might be making that up, but uh, it's okay.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll still answer it. I okay. Think, th- uh,
0: so let me rephrase. Yeah. Are there games, like specific genres that you kind of like tend to go towards when you're... When I'm working? Yeah. When you're applying for a position or something like well, that? Well, the way
1: these, these... um this It works... Um, as a voice actor is that uh, it's a process of auditioning. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I don't really get to be picky with with my the jobs that I get. Got gotcha. However, absolutely. There are, there are totally games that I prefer doing over others. Okay. Um so let's say I I prefer games in which I have some degree of um of personality or character as opposed to just like like military guy. <laughs> Although there's a lot of that as well there's and a that's lot that's it. fun too. Um <laughs> but you know like i remember playing um half-life 2 when it came out came Mm. out and uh have have you played it yep of course in the episodes as well yeah episode one and two and
0: and i I have no idea what happens after that (laughs) something about
1: everybody getting upset yeah something about that i don't know Uh, you didn't play episode three it was great oh yeah yeah you didn't catch that one
0: i played that beta that they put out for like 10 seconds
1: (laughs) um and the actress who I wish I could remember her name. Who plays Alex Vance in mm. that game? That was a real turning point for me, as far as what, and I think for the industry, as as far as what performances in video games can be. Mm. I remember, I remember playing that, particularly. So, and in in, in Half Life Two, you know, she was good. She mm. was good. She was great. And then Episode One came out, and there was like a clear, they had developed or, or given her more to do, uh, emotionally in that game. Mm. And I was thinking, like, wow, like. This is, this is going somewhere. And by the time episode two came out in that series, and a bit of a spoiler alert, particularly in that last scene. There is no... This game is so old, you do not even... All right, her a dad, when her dad dies, <laughs> when her dad dies, when her dad dies, and gets, gets his brain sucked out by a potato monster. Yeah. Or what, something along those lines. It is. Um, yeah. It looks like a, pota- like a big potato. Uh, with like weird spindly arms. It really is now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, and then it jabs him in the head and sucks his brains out in mm. front of his daughter. And I I, I felt something in that moment and so much of that was driven by that actress performance hmm. it wasn't just yes the writing was good yes the the graphics were at a point where it wasn't just you know it wasn't just pixels on a screen like she was realistically rendered more or less for, at least for the for the time right um but the voice actor's performance particularly i think the screen goes black after he dies mm-hmm. the screen goes black and you still hear her and she's She's crying, but she's also talking to her dead father. And I just remember like, thinking that games could be... That the medium of video games is so great for, for telling stories. Mm-hmm. Has such potential. Um, that really... is often untapped. Mm-hmm. But that made me want to go in to, be, to, be, to do voice work for video games. 100 that that. so for me to answer your question i would love to and i love games in which i, uh, I have had the opportunity to to broaden what games people think games acting could be huh. you know and what what the medium can do storytelling wise I, okay I, I think it's an amazing uh, amazing medium and i'm i'm proud to be a part of it in whatever small way i am
0: so have you like considered doing smaller projects with like i i don't know if you heard of this game like her story something like that my god where it's basically like you've played that or seen it i haven't played it but i know what it is yeah yeah so kind of like different kinds of type of video game and especially kind of different kind of acting yeah like for that one it's basically just film reel yeah like This woman doing a confession, like totally, like it's very interesting. Yeah. So, have you thought about maybe kind of branching out into something like more independent and like helping out
1: some smaller studio or? Well, I would love to. Uh, like I said before, it it very much I can't necessarily always be picky. So when if these, I I am a part of the acting union. Right. So that means I can't do work that's non-union. Okay. Uh, so these very very small companies that maybe can't afford to 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 pay the rates of a union actor, unfortunately, I, I, even if I would love to work with them, I can't because um, mm. I would then I would be I would be I guess a scab is the word for that. I don't know a lot about acting terms. Uh, no, it's a it's a union term. Oh, when you shit. when you break <laughs> uh, when you break with the union that you're a part of and you work anyway, even if the if it's not a union job. Oh, huh, okay. But. But so no, Uh, but at at the same time, there are kind of mid-level developers. A good friend of mine was the lead uh, actor for the uh, Outlast. Is that what it's called? Outlast? Outlast Outlast games. They're horror games, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was the lead for that. Wow, okay. And uh, and that's a kind of smaller studio. Um, I think it's Red Barrels who makes those. Uh, And um, so yeah, I would love to work on that. There's a great game that came out recently... Uh, Hellblade: Sinua's Sacrifice that I, I haven't played yet, but from what I hear about it, it also seems very acting-driven. Okay. Um, so yeah, though I would love, love, love to to have a you know to really portray a character in a game with a complete arc, you know, with a okay. beginning, middle, end of their story, and to explore who they are as a person and 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 their dreams and desires, and I would love to do that. So you kind of basically want your own
0: Uncharted oh yeah. yeah 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 let's do it i mean we held it here heard it here first guys he's going to here be go. the next nathan drake there i there, am um, but mullen um,
1: north like drops dead to me, I hope he's got no no I'm, i wish him a long and healthy life yeah you can be and the next prosperous. uh
0: here we go we can get you with david Hayter or something have have you on the next metal gear okay yeah move over Kiefer sutherland or whoever did the last <laughs> yeah. one i think it was Kiefer. yeah yeah. That was interesting, actually, how they got like a full fledged actor to do that kind of work.
1: You know, I, it is interesting. Um, I don't know about. I mean, mind you, Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland's a fine actor, and he he. I haven't played much of that game, but I uh, played some of it, and he does a he does an all right job. Yeah, but I thought David Hayter. You know, I don't know why they would replace have replaced David Hader on that game. I don't know. It's, nobody goes to. Nobody goes to a game like that because there's a big name attached to it. Yeah, no. That's just not what the medium is right now. And that that is true. That that, that does differentiate movies from, from games is that you may hear like, oh, yeah, the voice acting is really good in this particular game. But you'll never go to a game because Nolan North is in it. Right. they never be like, oh, yeah, I want to play that new Norland North game, or that new <laughs> yeah. Troy Baker game. You know, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, no, I've it's never... It's not a star system. No, I've never really heard
0: anything like that. But yeah, you're right. You're very right. And like, every time I see it, like, I'm going to go see, Yeah. like,
1: the Chris Hemsworth movie.
0: Yeah. From, like, I, Thor Ragnarok sure. and all that.
1: But... Um, but that's the thing, is that games as a medium, it's not actor-driven. Right. Uh, as, as much as I love the work and... Um, and want to continue exploring it, it's not a medium that is actor-driven. It's driven by the the game designer, and rightfully so. Um, But what I would love to see is maybe a... And what a lot of games have, actually, is is a cool kind of partnership between them where the design of the game can be informed by the actor's decisions. There was a great... um, In Far Cry 3, uh, the guy who plays... I think his name is Voss. Okay. In that game, the yeah, yeah. Lead, lead enemy. His name is Michael Mando, uh, and he's a um, big. He was a big Montreal actor. Now he's a big Hollywood actor. Oh wow! Okay. You. Uh, he's been been in quite a few things. He was in Better Call Saul. Oh, uh, wow. The last Spider Man movie. Um, wow. Yeah, he's uh, he's Scorpion. He has a very small you know Spider-Man character. He'll probably be yeah. the main villain in the next Spider-Man movie because they like hinted at him. I still haven't seen Homecoming, but he's I, like I know the, Scorpion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like anyway, he has a small part in that to tease like a future role for him in a future movie. Nice. So he's like he's hitting the real big time right now, whatever. But uh but he um it was really cool what they what happened with that game. So he auditioned for that game and brought a very particular choice to that character. And you can see that not only did they model the character, it actually looks like him. That's what he looks like in real life. Right. But they seem to have changed the whole character based on, that's what I heard is that they really, they, they, they modeled the whole concept for the character around what he, what he was bringing to it. Really? Which I find really, really fascinating.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So they kind of like had a direction
0: initially and then he brought such this. Yeah. powerful performance. I mean, honestly, I played that a while ago. It was powerful. But it is, it is, it, it stuck with me. Like he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. So I thought so too. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, so I want to finish off by just asking him one last question. Here, sure. John. <clears throat> There's probably at least a couple aspiring actors who listen to this podcast. Yep. I, I don't know, maybe if a couple, but I wanted to get your opinion. Um, like, do you have any advice for like up, young and coming actors and not even like for voice stuff but just anybody who kind of wants to break into acting in general
1: uh do it uh do do the thing that you want to be doing um if you want to be a, a a film or tv actor make movies on your smartphone do it start now get a couple of friends together and just put something together there's no that's a wonderful thing i mean there's no barrier of entry anymore right we all have can we all have pretty good cameras on our phones true you know we all have or <laughs> certainly adequate you know <laughs> It'll and do. you can and so explore the medium take classes of course take classes mm-hmm. um not only does it does it improve your skills but it connects you to the community And so much of this work is about finding work in this industry is about, of course, about who, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, if people, people like your work and know who you are, they'll hire you for things. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, you have to start doing it. You can't just sit back and wait for something to happen. The whole idea of being discovered is if it ever was real, at least it, it, you know, it's antiquated to say the least. Yeah. Um, And also unrealistic, you know, what are you going to do? You know, I I know a lot of, uh, I know some people who have just said, oh, yes, I want to be an actor. So I'm just going to move to LA. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, do you have a, do you have a plan beyond just moving there? A lot of people who live in that, who live in LA and also a lot of actors (laughs) in that city who want to be acting. You have a lot of competition there. Right. So what, you know, what, (laughs) there's so many things out of your control in this industry that um, you really need to latch onto the things that are in your control. Right. You can't control whether somebody is going to uh, remember you when they're when they're casting this project or whatever that but you can control the quality of your own work you can you can work on it you can practice at home you could buy a pretty cheap microphone online and 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 set it up with your computer and and go in your closet because just because it um, it's it's sound you know it's it's muffled so get a pretty decent sound in there right. And you could you could do like, you, you could almost as if you were auditioning for a game. You could say, "Okay, I'm going to take this scene from Uncharted, mm-hmm. and I am going to do my version of it. I'm going to take whatever. I'm not auditioning for Uncharted right now. They're not replacing, <laughs> they're not replacing uh, Nolan North, but but I'm going to do my version of that and see how well I can do it at, at that right. and practice it and work at it because that's the thing. Once you're working, then you're pra- then you then you're practicing all the time. It's great, but be- before you start working in it. You still have to, you have to get yourself to that point. So okay. work on it. Whatever is in your control, really grab onto that and run.
0: That's amazing advice. Thank you for that. My pleasure. Uh, so hopefully you guys take that to heart. So I want to thank John. Thank you for being here again. My pleasure. I really appreciate it. Um, is there anything that you maybe want to, you know, you want to plug here at the end? You want to sure. talk about?
1: Uh... Well, if you ever, if you want to follow me and my, my um, stuff, you could follow me at on Twitter at... Uh, GT underscore silver. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty much my username on a lot of things is Civil Strife. Nice. Uh, that's one word, Civil Strife. And so on Twitch, I'm Civil Strife. Something I do, I do, uh, I stream VR games. Nice. So, uh, I do that usually at this exact time, but I changed it this week. Oh, thank you. (laughs) On Wednesdays from uh, usually 6 to 8 p.m., I stream VR games. Uh, What are you streaming now? Right now, I'm streaming... Uh, See, this is an interesting... Not to go back too too deeply into this, but this game called The Invisible Hours. Ooh, Super cool, and I'm just going to briefly go into it. Yeah, do it. It's a murder mystery. You're in a mansion where a murder has taken place, and you... In virtual reality, the characters in the mansion can't see you. You're like a ghost just watching this. Uh, But you can follow. You can go anywhere in the mansion that you want. Everyone kind of splits off at different points and has different conversations. And you can follow them and like any thread of the story that you want at any given time. And so you can say, okay, I'm gonna follow the butler for a while and like see what he's up to on in this part of the mansion. Huh. And then, oh, he's talking about this. I'm gonna head over here to see and eventually you start to piece together the whole story. So it's actually taking this very this this form of theater that that, that really exists called parlor theater. Huh. Uh, which There's a very famous version um, or performance of this in New York called uh, Sleep No More. Okay. Where it's like, literally, it's a play that's put on in a warehouse with all kinds of different things happening in different parts of it. And you can do exactly this. Follow any thread that you want. It's not a a traditional play where you're sitting in one spot. That's great. And so this is a virtual reality version of that kind of storytelling. Holy. So this is what I'm talking about. When gaming has such potential for storytelling. Agreed. And so... um, it was actually super cool. I tweeted, after I streamed it, I tweeted about what I thought of it. And for a lot of VR games, the audiences are rather small at this point. Mm-hmm. So the creator of the game saw that I was talking about it, and he responded back like, oh, I'm glad you liked it. Check out this. There's a secret here you missed. And, uh, <laughs> and then some of the voice actors started to chime in. So it's like, it's pretty neat. That's awesome. Engage not... with the things you love, I guess, is something else I would recommend to people because you never know what kinds of connections might emerge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to definitely watch your stream now because i'm curious actually yeah, some vr games oh nice but i didn't mean to cut you off mid uh mid plug there i'm done <laughs> <laughs> fair <laughs> enough but yeah um guys you know how to follow us um follow us on pretty much everything if if you want again, I don't. i mean i love it if you do but i'm not putting a gun to your head and do whatever you want with your life um instagram twitter actually we're on twitch too um it's the extreme because somebody took extreme and what, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, yeah, you can kind of follow us there, all of our antics. Again, I want to say thank you to uh, my producer uh, and the network that's hosting us now, um, Never Sleeps Network. So, definitely check out some of their shows. Um, if you're into wrestling, you check out Talking Wrestling with Casey Corbin, very funny comedian. Uh, if you're into comics or anything, Geeked them like that, I'd say listen to uh, Speech Bubble with Aaron Broverman. A lot of funny guys on the network, so I'd recommend taking a listen, but uh, again, uh, John, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for uh, having me. I usually end with uh, saying, don't forget to write it down, but we usually say, don't forget to write down something. So, is there something you want the listeners at home to not forget to write down? To write
1: down? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) what do you mean <laughs>
0: like this so this kind of spawned Well, wow, we started off playing mega man games okay so, so don't forget to would, write down the password at the end of the, is that, what, the that was basically it so we'd always end off because we want to say don't forget to write down the password
1: and then it's kind of spiraled
0: off into its own thing so okay how about this
1: go for it don't forget to write down your hopes and dreams oh that touched me right to write, in the feels put it out into the world <laughs> And the universe will answer <laughs>
0: don't forget to write down your wishes put it in a dream and send it send off. send it in off into d- a
1: boat like a little like mind boat out into the universe just be careful it's oh, so who poetic it <laughs> I love it thank you so much John I appreciate
0: it <laughs> uh so yeah don't forget to listen you guys uh, I love you platonically you